Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow with Pharmacy ITME, and as you guys know, I'm at ASHP Conference, so I didn't have time to edit any episodes. So today I'm actually going to be releasing a throwback episode to the time I interviewed Dr. Maritza Liu, who I actually had the pleasure of reconnecting again at ASHP Conference. So enjoy this throwback episode, and I'll see you guys on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience is everybody. And uh, today we'll actually be speaking with our special guest and actually one of the first people that I ever connected with in my informatics career, Dr. Maritza Liu on what her role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Maritza. How are you doing? Hello, Tony. Thank you. I'm doing well today. And yes, I do remember us meeting. So thank you for reaching out. Yes, yes. It was, uh, I think, when I first started, like, just moving into the field or moving into that space, you were one of the first people that I spoke with. You know, it's, it's actually great to still speak with you and still connect with you again. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, my career started a long time ago. I actually went to UC Davis undergrad, and then I went on to pharmacy school at USC. While I was in pharmacy school, I had a great experience of just networking with a lot of different experiences. I Not only did I go to class and do the regular things that you do, but I did an internship at Children's Hospital, and I did a lot of different rotations. And in those days, before cell phones and before electronic health records, we had calculators. And so I actually worked on a pharmacokinetics team, and I always had this passion for how can I make things easier? Some people might call it lazy, but I called it efficiency. So my first programming was actually programming in the HP calculators to do kinetics. After pharmacy school, I actually did a geriatrics residency and a general residency. And we only had a one-year residencies or two years, but we didn't call them PGY1 back then. And my residency focused on mostly clinical transitions of care. And at that time, one of the neatest projects is we did hospital-based home care, which today is now called transitions of care. As a resident, I then went on and I started my career at an urgent care center. And then due to family circumstances, I moved to Hawaii where I worked at Queens Medical Center. There, I built my clinical foundation. I worked in the critical care area, had residences, and just moved on and kind of built that As life circumstance has it, I actually started my family during this time. And so with family support, I was able to continue working until we moved uh, from Hawaii to the Silicon Valley. In the Silicon Valley, one of my my husband said, what is your goal? And I, I had to stop and think. And I think one of the things I wanted to do is continue my pharmacy career along with my family. But I wanted to make sure that I had purpose. So out of the blue, being in the technical area that we were, I said, well, I want to learn a new computer system every five years. So while I had my children young, I actually worked graveyard shifts and I would take care of the children. And then when they got a little older, I actually moved into the hospital that I am right now, which is uh, El Camino Hospital. When I started there, I actually started there, not that I interviewed, but 
through networking, I actually met the director of pharmacy while I was chasing my one-year-old son. And he said, you know, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm working here. This is what I've done. But, you know, once he's able to go to preschool or do something, yeah, I'd like to start doing more projects again. So I thought that conversation was, you know, just a passing by conversation. However, uh, about two years later, he called me at my place of employment and said, hey, how would you like to come in and start working with us? And I said, okay. So that's kind of where my IT pharmacy kind of uh, launched. I went to this hospital. Again, this was a time before premixes, before pixes. It was in its infancy. And and we had our electronic health record, which was one of the first in the nation, which was kind of this El Camino stake in the ground. But it was very, it was, it was very primitive, meaning that the first computer that was actually made out of a television tube, if some of you know what that is, and it had a light pen. One of the projects that we were embarking on is transitioning from that system to another system. And that was one of my first projects and introduction into full pharmacy informatics. Since then, we've actually switched to another product and I now find myself. I actually went into project management in the interim when we were implementing all these systems. And now during maintenance and upgrades, I'm actually the manager overseeing the core applications for our hospital, not only our electronic health record, but also all the applications that integrate into our system. And we take care of everything from managing the daily maintenance to the projects to our future and where we're going to go. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what my career path has been. And now towards the end of my career, I have already selected my retirement date, but I'm really focusing on things that really interest me, which is passion for what I'm doing, having a purpose and teaching others. Wow, that is quite a journey, actually. So in your current role right now, like as of today, what is your title? And I guess you already talked about you do some of the maintenance, like overseeing the maintenance and overseeing the projects. But what is your typical day like? Yeah, good question, Tony. My day can get really crazy. And the reason for that is right now I am the manager of the core applications and clinical informatics team. And so I have 16 people directly under me, and my role in the hospital is to kind of be that liaison between clinical and IT, but the majority of my work is in IT where I help my team meet all of the project deadlines, upgrades, and things that come through the pipeline. So we're kind of a smaller shop. We're not a teaching institution nor are we a, a big hospital. However, we are in the growing phase, meaning that our hospital now is a health system. Uh, we started with one hospital, now we have two, and now we're building all of these clinics and we have two urgent cares. So we are growing very fast. And so implementing all of the infrastructure throughout all of these entities and making sure that you know we provide a safe product is important. So kind of a little bit of everything. And a typical day could be a back-to-back meetings, meeting with my staff. And also, I always try to carve out something for my professional organization. So as you know, this year, I'm the chair of the section of pharmacy informatics and technology for ASHP. So I try to engage in my calendar, I carve out some time to dedicate to uh, my professional organization. Awesome. So 
Speaking of, you know, being a part of the professional organization and I guess making the pharmacy for Max career be more aware by, you know, the students and everything. Do you have any advice for students or even other pharmacists on what they can do to get into the field or what they can learn and, you know, other strategies and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great question because I've been contemplating that. I also have now my children, as you know, when I first started, I didn't have any. And now they're like 26 and 22. And I will tell you that the things that I've learned over all these years, I wish I had known these earlier, but I really admire our young folks because I think that they do kind of have this in their mindset. I would say that the most important thing is to understand what makes you, what drives you, what is your passion and your purpose. That would be the first and foremost thing. Oftentimes, I see students who really know what they want to do, and they've been inspired by others. And there are some that are just don't know what to do. So what I would say is to try to figure that out. There are a lot of things you can do. Networking with people, asking people like myself, you know, what have you done? Why do you like it? Always asking why. I think sometimes we shy away from that because we think, well, you know, that person, you know, doesn't want to talk to me or whatnot. But trust me, People who are in this profession love to talk about their journeys and where they got and what keeps them in it. I would say surround yourself with people who persevere. It's very inspiring to be around people like yourself, who's doing this podcast, but others who have these bright ideas. In our field, we have people who are doing YouTube videos to help others. We are we have people who volunteer their time out with in these different areas. And, and so, in, you know, surround yourself with people like that and it'll be inspiring to go around uh, to keep you going. I would say also set some goals that align with your purpose. My husband at a young age used to tell me, you know, what is your goal? And I never, I would come up with them, but never really thought, how did that tie back? And now as I'm much older, I would say, gosh, you know, that is important to know why you're doing anything. And sometimes we just go through the kind of the routine, but you find yourself kind of lost. But if you have a sense of purpose, time will just be so much fun in your career. And lastly, I would say to understand all these things, build some time to reflect for yourself and have some balance. Make sure that what's important to you, like yourself, your family, is you carve out time for that. In my career, I've seen so many people who only live to work, and then there are those who only work to live. And I would say that somewhere in between there, there needs to be a balance, but build time to reflect, you know, keep your health up and enjoy life because life can be really short. And I would say that after my long journey, 30 plus years in pharmacy, I would say that at the end of the day, you want to be happy with what you've done, what and what you can share with others. Wow, that was uh, that was really good advice, and that was really inspiring. I just felt inspired too when listening to your answer. You know, I'll tell you, um, it's taken me a long time, but I love to read. And there is a book that I recently read, which is I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's called um, Grit: The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. And I will tell you that I have enjoyed reading her book following her on the YouTube channels, her different lectures. And one of the things that she talks about is developing a growth mindset using grit. 
and resilience. And I will tell you that if you can maintain a life of learning, life will always be interesting. And learning not just from books and what you read, but from others, you can't go wrong. Thank you for that advice. And um, moving back into, I guess, the pharmacy informatics and technology career, were there any projects that you did that were interesting or that you'd like to talk about that you are proud of? Yeah, I will tell you in reflecting on that, uh, there have been so many projects. And I will tell you that the one project that stands out is probably the one project that could have gone seriously wrong, but didn't. We were uh, tasked with doing device integration for our fetal monitors in our labor and delivery unit. And we had gotten everything in place. And I was project managing that one at the time. On go-live night, when we turned everything off and we were going to install all of the new hardware, we realized that we only had one port when we really needed two ports. In that moment, when you have all these women who are about to give birth, you have bedside fetal monitoring, but it's not integrated. You could choose to do many, many things. Panic. You could stay calm. or And or you could do both. In our case, what happened is that realizing this and then pulling my team together and learning at the last instance, something that I didn't learn in pharmacy school was what could we do? And they're like, well, what about using a hub? And I didn't even know what a hub was at that moment in informatics and technology. And so I pulled my best engineer and I said, do you know what a hub is? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, here's my credit card. And I sent one of our pharmacy technicians. I go, go with him to Fry's, buy me 12 hubs. And I knew that there was a risk, a security risk. However, I also knew that we had to go live. And I will tell you that in that instant, utilizing my best people, people who were smarter than me and knowing that they were smarter than me to our advantage at the hospital kind of was the success of this project. We were able to upgrade and move, integrate on time. Of course, later we had to remove those hubs and bring in the ports. But in that moment, what I realized is that any project or anything you do, it takes a team. And that team has to be have the same purpose and to get the job done. The engineer could have said no. The engineer could have said, I'm off the clock. I need to go home. But he didn't. He realized the importance of it. And I would have to say that that was probably, and the whole team pulled together. And anytime I can see a group of people coming together with a common purpose, that makes me very proud. So I would have to say that that was one of the projects where it took everybody, the physicians, the nurses, to stay calm, to understand that we would have a solution and that we just had to stick together. And we did. Wow. So I guess given your experience and perspectives, I'm sure some of our listeners would probably want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Is there a best way that they can reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. So one, I can be reached through email or through ASHP. I have my profile there and we are in the SOFIT section of ASHP. And if you're a member, you can just go there. Otherwise, I'm on LinkedIn. So any of those options are are welcome. All right. I will be putting your contact info in the show notes for anyone who is interested in reaching out. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thank you so much, Tony. Not only for all that you've done, but putting this podcast together, it's a wonderful idea. So thank you so much for our profession. And, you know, on behalf of everybody in informatics, I know we all appreciate the work you do. Oh, thank you, of course. And um, all right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or 
our Instagram at Pharmacy Informatics, or by email at pharmacyitme at gmail.com. And you can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at TonyDowPharmD. And uh, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Oh, 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 oh,